This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad. But not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. Welcome to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 1-1 draw against West Brom at Craven Cottage. We have a lot to talk about with our initial reaction show, but before I do anything else, I have to bring on my co-host and get his initial reaction. Emilio, just lay it out there, your initial thoughts to Fulham's 1-1 draw to West Brom. Hi there, Russ. Hi, yeah, it's good to, good to be back. It's been a few weeks now since we, we last had a game. Yeah, just I'm just walking over Putney Bridge at the moment. So you might have a few fans from our opposing team standing and celebrating their one or draw. Yeah, very just frustrated, I think, is how I feel today. You know, we've dropped two points. We dominated by large the game. Certainly for the first 70 minutes, we were on top. Should have been out of sight. We looked lively. We looked Our part movement at times was very, very good, especially in the first half. We had chances galore. Their goalkeeper made lots of saves, but we're only 1-0 up. And it just takes a moment. It just takes a mistake. And things can change very, very quickly. And that's exactly what happened. You know, we saw Bettinelli make another mistake. Parker didn't make any changes when we were tiring in the when, you know, 10 minutes leading up to their goal. And I think it could have all been avoided. We should, we should have been able oh, to sort of killed that game off a lot earlier. So we've got to look at converting more chances. And secondly, um, you know, we've got to look... Look at the goalkeeping situation and, t- and, and you know, and, and the, um, 
substitutions or lack of substitutions today, but that was that, that could have been avoided if that those two points stopped. So, so positive to take, but there's also a few negative results we should dwell on as well. But there's a point. Point is no better than no point. But we we need to kill these games off, and we're not quite doing that yet. No, we're not. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm frustrated and slightly angry. Despite you know we should that game should we should have had three points comfortably. And look at those stats. That tells you the story. Absolutely, Emilio. I'm going to share with you some of those stats right now because you're bringing it up. Possession, 69% to 31%. Total shots, Emilio, 17 to 9 in favor of Fulham. 6 to 3 on target in favor of Fulham. 14 to 3 in corners, Emilio. And they scored off of a corner, Emilio. So, again, when you look at just those stats, I just mentioned, obviously, there are more stats. I think it does tell a story. And it goes back to the two points you made. I definitely agree with you on Bettinelli. How many times do we have to see mistakes before something changes? Scott Parker, I think you have to look at this and think about a change, okay? Because it just took yeah. one mistake to drop two points, and it was a mistake, which is yeah, called absolutely. what it was. It was a mistake by Bettinelli. Watch back when anyone gets a chance to see the replay and you be the judge. I don't think he was fouled. If it was, Mm -hmm. it's very minor. I don't think you would like if the shoe was on the other foot for that call Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. against your side. So I'm just saying, I don't think he was fouled. So again, it comes back to Bettinelli making a key error in another Mm -hmm. match. And I'm sorry, I keep talking about this, Amelia, (laughs) but we need to talk about it because something I think needs to change. Secondly, something you said. You told me off air that the turning point in the match were the substitutions by Billich in the second half. I agree with you. And that then it goes to Scott Parker to counter what he did. And you mentioned mm-hmm. to me you thought that he just waited way too long to make substitutions. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that again. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, the other day, our first 60, 62 minutes or so, we were, we were dominating. Um, we had, we've seen you know, lots of times Tom came. We'll talk about the chances uh, later in the show. But overall... We were dominant, but only leading by the goal. But we saw some players tiring. I think Cavalera was ineffective. Pretty much all the game, all the game to be lively, but the you know, final ball was very poor. Second half, anonymous. Uh, Bobby Reid, I thought, had a poor second half as well. These guys were probably left on two. They changed it a bit. You're 1-0 luck. You're in control of the game. Change it a bit. A bit of diversion. You know, keep saying, bring Kamara on, you know, for better for worse. You know, he's unpredictable. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, stretch that defence. But West Brom... Made those two changes. They got more in, on top of the game. They had fresher legs. We were tiring. And it was actually the point. I don't know if you saw it. People fans would have seen it. At the point that West Brom were about to take the corner to score, where they scored their goal, Dennis Adoy was coming off the bench and put his number four shirt on. I didn't see that. So, so, so Scott Parker was looking to make a defensive tactical change, probably to take off Sessegnon you know, and protect him to do it on a yellow card. And he was tiring, making a few, you know, giving the ball away quite cheaply. But Notwithstanding that, that was his, that was his opportunity to make a tactical decision. He left it too late, straight from the corner. They scored. Then Sadoy went back on the bench and, took, and, didn't, and put his tracksuit top back on. But there was no evidence that he was Scott Parker was going to change anything offensively to, to get a second goal today. And that's disappointing. You're one 0 up. You're tiring. You're in control of the game. Just make a couple subtle changes and stretch that defence even further. But no, Billich made the changes, and they did. Yep. I, I would say deservedly equalised, but. He made the change for better for worse, trying to get something out of the game. Dogman makes a mistake, and to be honest, they were the better team in the last 20 minutes. We were lucky maybe to hang on. 
for a draw. They were. A header that went That's a wide. fair assessment, Emilio. So, yes, yeah, so stats lie, 65 minutes dominant. Last 20, 25 minutes, actually, West Brom were the better team and looked more dangerous. So, it's, who do you blame for that? You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to Scott needs to take some responsibility. He had the opportunity to change it. He had a strong bench. And we did very, we did nothing. We just held on and hoped that we can hang on that one nil lead. And, you know, we paid the price for it. So, yeah, right. I'm disappointed, but also frustrated and angry, like I said earlier. <laughs> well, I'm there with you, Emilio, because this is definitely two points dropped. And I actually hmm. think that West Brom are going to be up and around the top six. And we could also hmm. say we expect Fulham to be there. I actually expected, and I predicted that Fulham would have automatic promotion, but they're making my prediction hotter every time they drop points. And this is <laughs> a match that if, if you're looking for automatic promotion, you can't be dropping two points mm. to a team that I think is very good, but you had them. You had them, and you did not yeah. close them yeah. out. You did not get that second goal, Emilio. And honestly, in the first half, they could have been up by two goals yeah, with the opportunities they were creating. It should have so been. So we can even you know, talk about that as well. Yeah. Well, I predicted a one-all draw before the game, but non- so you got that right. Aside from that, yeah, I got that right. Aside from that, I was actually disappointed with West Brom. In fact, you know, I expected better from them. They looked reasonably organised. They defended well. Yes. Their goalkeeper, in his defence, actually did quite well. Made some good, good key saves. So you could argue he's probably the man of the match. He kept them in, kept them in the game. Um, but overall, I, there's nothing there that worries me about West Brom from what I saw today. But we, you know, it was our own failings that allowed them to gain a point today, and that's, um, that's what worries me. Right. Not the fact that West Brom deserved to get a draw or played extremely well. We, you know, we gave them that point for various reasons. I totally there's agree no with evidence that. On, there's, no, there's no evidence in that performance from West Brom that we should be worried about them this season. But there again, I see them as be a team around us. I see them to be top six. And, you know, either us, either Fordham or West Brom, both got, you know, the capabilities to go on to a run, but... We've now, what, four games without a win, including the League Cup game. We need to reverse that pretty quickly. Yes, I totally agree with that, Emilio. And uh, when we do the post-match and we go into more detail, it's just going to be when you talk about the opportunities, the missed opportunities, we'll we'll Mm. definitely go through. And, you know, I'll go into more detail about uh, a penalty shout for Fulham. I'll just mention this briefly because I just want to just mention to the fans, when you get a chance to watch this back, in the 65th minute, you be the judge because it looks like to me that Bobby Reed is fouled in the box by Ferguson. And I think, and even the announcer said, Fulham should have gotten a penalty at that point. But you know what? It's still on Fulham to create other mm-hmm. opportunities and score goals, and they did not Absolutely. do enough against West Brom. I agree. I agree. And I saw that, I saw that instance. You know, it wasn't much significant appeal amongst the fans. So, you know, I... I didn't really question it when, when I saw when I saw that incident. I, you know, the other day we were on, we, that was when we were on top. That's yes. when we were on top of the game. And but yeah, I look at all the other times. Tom Kenny in the first half. We look back on all those other opportunities. Tom Kenny probably had too much time to, for that for that chance to hit to hit the bar. He should. I don't know why he didn't compose himself and, and side foot it in the in the bottom corner. He, he decided to go with pace, and you know, he, you know that was a great opportunity to take a to take a lead. Knockhart had a great shot in the, in the, in the first half. Bobby Reed's head of that with the, the goalkeeper flipped over. So there were numerous opportunities. But uh, but let's give let's give the West Brom keeper credit. Get them in the game. Oh, he, you know, he was only was one nil, good. and you know he was very good. He was probably like I said, man of the match. Yeah, I totally agree. Teams, but uh, but uh, at the end of the day, you got to take your chances at this level, and we didn't yes. do that. And you, know, you saw you, we went through those stats a few moments ago, and yep. that clearly tells a story. You know, right. 
chances don't always equate to goals. It sounds odd, and as a result, you know, West Brom only needed one chance, and they got it. Right. And what's then with talking about this? Because we've already talked a little bit about how the match changed, the turning point were the substitutions mm. by Billich. And I also want to mention mm. bringing on Robson Khan, who doesn't mm. hurt either. So they, they make these three substitutions. And I think when that all happened, you could just sense that, as you mentioned, the last 20 minutes, they were on the front foot. So yeah. I think as a young manager, Scott Parker, I hope will learn from this that when another manager is making a move, maybe it's time mm-hmm. for you to make a counter move because mm-hmm. they were starting mm-hmm. to control things, which was, again, the goal comes, and, and listen, it was off of a mistake, but, you know, you and I could argue that maybe, like you said, I think you even mentioned this at the beginning, that maybe they deserved that goal because they were creating opportunities for themselves and were dominant in those final 20 yeah. minutes to million. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a, some people say argue it was like a sucker punch. To some extent, yes. it was. But we we give a we gifted in the goal. B we did. We didn't do enough to. But to, they were doing something to. They did to get something to, that point. to respond. Yeah, we didn't do that. We sat back on our laurels. We were tiring, and it's quite clear that in the heat, the players were tiring. There was an opportunity with that bench. Make some changes. Utilize those players. Protect the midfield. I right? you, know, you know, but we didn't do that. We we decided to struggle on. We're losing a bit more possession, giving the ball away more cheaply, and West Brom were, were certainly a gear or two ahead of us. And to be honest, it doesn't surprise me that they got a sucker punch. That, yep. That's the thing. It didn't surprise me. Robson Carno is notorious for coming off the bench and scoring, you know, scoring off the, you know, scoring late goals. But his contribution, you know, contributed in a positive way to them getting an equaliser. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, this is what we've reflected on the on the negative. I think there's some. I want to sort of talk about some of the positives as well. Go ahead. Some good performances out there. I thought if we look at the first half, Knockhart, energetic, lively as always. What about Harrison, Harrison Reed? He was to me, he was a shining light out there. He was, you know, his first half, first sixty minutes in particular, passing the ball sweetly, a lot of running off the ball, good tackling. We didn't seem to miss our. Today, I was to about honest, to ask you that question. You know, we didn't, miss, didn't miss him. You know, I was, you know, I, was, I thought initially our midfield was quite light, but I thought Harrison Reed gave a very good shift and you know, might give uh, Scott Parker. A dilemma or two in the next game, whether he brings Arthur back or keeps him in there, because he he actually played with a lot of confidence. Very very yeah. good. I thought him and Knockout best two players for me today for Fulham. Kenny had a good first half, lively, industrious, should have scored, but some good movement. Um, Tim Ream again led from the back, looked, looked quite comfortable as always. Uh, they were my shining you know, best players on the pitch. Um, a couple of good crosses second half, but I thought first half he was a pretty poor. Pretty lousy. I thought his passing was very, very poor. People know I'm not his biggest fan, but um, I just didn't. I, he was on his passing was poor. His positional play was poor. But in his defence, he did put a good couple of good crosses in that yep. second half. Um, but I don't remember other, any other positive moments from Joe Bryan other than being on the on the floor more often and not being fouled. Um, they were my positives from the from from the players today. Mitrovic, I didn't 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 have much to do today. I thought it was very very quiet, yep. um, showing his frustrations as always. Um, Bobby Reed, good first half, quiet in the second. Overall, you know, stats, good stats don't always get to translate to victories, and that's what we need to change. You know, all those corners we had, and we didn't make them count. That's something we need to focus on as well. How many corners have we had this season, and how many have we scored from those corners? Maybe there's someone who can go out there and, and check on a stats yeah. goals to, to corners ratio. West, yeah, West Brom, three corners today, one goal. <laughs> 
for them how many corners. That's a good ratio, by goals. the way. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, that's a good ratio. So that's a problem. That's another worry for me. All the players that we've got, we should be we should be better with our corners Probably and agree. the amount of corners that we're getting. We're not converting any chances. So that that's also something for Scott Parker to consider and address in training. Okay, excellent, my friend. All right, well. I think it's time for us to wrap up full-time. And, again, this is just our initial reaction. We will have a full post-match show where we'll go into more detail, but it's always good to get a reaction. And uh, based on uh, our conversation, Emilio, you and I are pretty upset, and I think we have a right to be. And uh, we'll see what happens in the next match. But um, thank you so much, as always, for joining me on full-time. Thank you very much, Ruff. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Let's, let's move on to Sheffield Wednesday next week. But uh, there are some positives. That's not, that's yes, not absolutely. Completely. There are some, as we've talked about, some positives here. So we've been quite grounded in, in our reviews. But <laughs> I think it's our own downfall today. I think we, we contributed to that, that, those two points being dropped rather than totally from earning that. it. Uh, but they made the changes. Yep. Billish made the changes, and that resulted in them gaining a valuable point. Right. I think a lot of um, dropping the two points is down the form, but we also have to give credit to Billich mm. and, of course, the players of West Brom for those final 20 minutes because the, those changes worked for them and they got the point, so they deserve some credit. But I'm sorry, I, I have to dump on Fulham for dropping the two points. I, I can't <laughs> not do that. But listen, I think we should wrap up this episode of College Talk full-time. For my co-host, Emilio Donello, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to College Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.